This show is for the sales leader who knows they have a pivotal role in driving outstanding sales results. Getting hired or promoted to manage a sales team is a big accomplishment, but you know you have to work hard to become a great sales leader. You are listening to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Here's your host, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders from around the world, Matt McDarvey. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Divine Comedy of Sales. This episode is all about how can you strengthen your executive presence. I'm Matt McDarby, veteran seller, leader, coach, and advisor to elite sales leaders all over the world. I'm really excited to have you listen to this, uh, which is a different take on executive presence. Uh, let's dive into that in a moment. In the meantime, welcome to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Today, let's consider the question, how can I strengthen my executive presence? And the first sort of big idea here is that the best leaders that I've observed, the ones who have a really strong executive presence are intentional and thoughtful about what they project to others. They give thought specifically to how they can uh, demonstrate a strong executive presence. Now, Let's just say a few things about executive presence right off the bat. I'll acknowledge that I am a middle-aged, white, six-foot-tall American who sort of looks the part, right? And I think there are, I know certainly there are people listening to this episode who don't match that, they don't have that same physical profile. And maybe they're younger, they come from a different ethnic or racial group, um, you know, who knows, right? Short in stature, large in stature, it doesn't matter, right? But the point is, when we talk about executive presence, I really want to change the frame here and not have people thinking about what does that traditional executive presence mean? Um, and instead, let's think about executive presence as it pertains to how we're perceived by others. So at the top, I said that Leaders that have a strong executive presence are intentional and thoughtful about what they project to others. In other words, they think about how are others going to receive me? I know in my personal experience, I have no control over my height, my age, my skin color, none of it. What I do have control over is how people perceive me in a setting where I need to uh, project a strong executive presence. So let's break this down. How do great leaders project a strong executive presence? Well, the first way is they recognize that every interaction with others is an opportunity to model what good looks like. By others, of course, I mean clients, the people on their teams, their colleagues. So every interaction with others is an opportunity to model what good looks like in, with regard to executive presence. So as I think about my own experience and I think about the leaders that I've worked with, and I think about those who had the strongest executive presence, they made the job look attractive to others, particularly to future leaders. So great leaders want the job to look attractive to future leaders, to the people around them, to the people that are rising in the ranks in the organization that are perhaps in their teams or on other teams. They know that every time they interact, there is a chance to demonstrate to people what an attractive leader looks like. Also, leaders that have a strong executive presence know that they send a pretty powerful message 
to others that are observing them when they put some work into their executive presence, when they aren't nonchalant or unprepared, right? That would be do as I say, right? I want everyone to have a strong executive presence in front of clients. Then I show up and I, I don't demonstrate one myself. So great leaders know that it's a do as I do, right? Let me demonstrate to you what great executive presence looks like rather than just talking about it. Because my example is going to resonate far further and longer than any words that I have to say about executive presence. Now, as a leader, if I know that every interaction with others is an opportunity to model what good looks like in this area of executive presence, I really need to demonstrate that I take my craft and specifically my executive presence seriously. What that means is I really can't let my guard down in scenarios where I know people are going to be looking at my example and judging my executive presence. So if that feels like the bar is set sort of high or the pressure is on because you're in a leadership role and people are watching you, my answer is, well, yeah, of course they are. So we have to demonstrate that we take our craft seriously because that's what the best leaders do. They take their executive presence seriously. They think about it. They're intentional about what they project to others. Now, I said at the top that leaders who have a strong executive presence are intentional and they're thoughtful about what they project to others. And I've observed that those with really strong executive presence, they appear to apply a really simple framework. And I kind of break it down into three things or three aspects that they project to others. Confidence, trust, and respect. You may notice in that framework that none of those three things, confidence, trust, and respect, have anything to do with my stature, where I came from, where I was educated, my financial status, none of it. What we're talking about is projecting confidence, building trust, and showing mutual respect to others. And I would submit that anyone listening to this podcast and aspiring leaders in the future absolutely can apply this same framework to ensure that they're projecting a strong executive presence. I work with a wide array of leaders, frontline managers, all the way up to chief sales officers. And this is a framework that applies and can be applied by anyone. Here's how to apply this simple framework. Confidence. Leaders with a strong executive presence demonstrate confidence. How do they get there? They prepare, right? They certainly, they have expertise and stories and experiences that they can relate to their audience that demonstrate they're confident in their subject matter. But ultimately, the best way to get confident in one's subject matter is to be prepared. So that's really a key to the leaders that I know, who I've observed and worked with over the years, who are most confident or who project the most confident. In the end, they are the most prepared. If you've ever been in a situation where you lacked confidence, maybe you're in a room with new people, or perhaps it was a larger audience than you're accustomed to, I want you to think about how well prepared was I in that situation? If I felt nervous, why is that? What I've found is more often than not, a lack of confidence in a situation where we need to project a strong executive presence stems from a lack of preparation, a lack of thought, forethought before the event, a lack of organization. 
So that's a relatively simple, not easy, but simple part of the framework for you to apply. Be prepared, right? If you want to project confidence and if you want others to conclude, wow, this is a confident individual in front of the room, or this is a confident individual I'm speaking to one-on-one, -on -one, then prepare accordingly, please. The second part of the framework is trust. And I'll just treat this at a surface level because I've talked about trust in a prior episode and I've written about trust many times and I've referred to the trust equation by uh, Meister and Green. And Suffice it to say that trust is an important part of this framework because executive presence is built upon trust. Credibility, reliability, openness, right? Those are the factors that positively influence trust, according to Meister and Green. Self-orientation, the one factor that negatively influences trust or impacts trust. So if you think about a situation where you need to project a strong executive presence, think about the role that credibility, how well does this person know her subject matter? Reliability, is this person coming prepared and are they ready to follow through on what we're discussing here? Openness, candor, are they sharing details with me? And are they opening up their proverbial kimono to reveal information to help me gain insight? And in their approach, are they demonstrating that it's not all about them? I know that probably the old traditional view of executive presence includes a sense that we've got a big, bold figure in the front of a room who's really egocentric, right? In, I don't know if that was ever true, but in 2023, as I record this episode, trust is such a huge part of executive presence, being able to build trust with others, that if there ever was a time when we could demonstrate a high self-orientation in front of a room of people, members of our team or clients or partners or colleagues, I think that day is over. Why? Because trust building depends on a low self-orientation. If we want people in that setting to conclude, wow, this is the real deal. This is a strong executive. This is a leader. Then we've got to be able to help them come to the conclusion that this person is trustworthy. It's one of the critical pillars of projecting a strong executive presence. Driving great sales results is hard. Doing it consistently is even harder. There are so many obstacles that can prevent you from becoming the most effective sales leader you can be. Find practical advice you can apply right away by picking up your copy of Matt's book, The Divine Comedy of Sales, at www.divinecomedyofsales.com. Then the third is these leaders who appear to apply this simple framework Think about respect. And it's not that they walk into a room thinking, I need to be respected. No. The first thing that they do is demonstrate respect for others, mutual respect. They give respect first in the hope of receiving it in return. That's usually how it works. So if you think about these three elements, confidence, trust, and respect, I really want you to think about the next time that you have to project a strong executive presence. Maybe it's at a sales kickoff, or maybe it's at a critical client meeting, or maybe you're meeting with a partner for the first time and you want to build confidence and, and, and a strong relationship with them. And that executive presence is so key. Think about those three pillars, 
confidence, trust, and respect. Why? Because that's what the best leaders do with the strongest executive presence. They're always thinking about driving those conclusions about themselves among the people that they meet with. The third piece to this that's part of this intentionality and thoughtfulness that leaders with strong executive presence demonstrate is planning and practice. The leaders that project a strong executive presence 100% plan and practice. Now, are some people naturally great in front of an audience, naturally effective at connecting with others? Yes, of course, you know them, I know them, but even those people, the gregarious ones, the ones who are, are really effective at connecting with audiences, the ones that have their stuff together, even they plan and practice. Now, connecting it up with the last idea about the confidence, trust, and respect framework, these leaders who have a strong executive presence, they consider how they can build trust, demonstrate mutual respect, show confidence. So they have a plan. Uh, they very rarely will walk into a setting where they know they have to project a strong executive presence and sort of wing it. Why? Because generally speaking, even for the people who have a naturally strong presence about them, know that it's awfully risky to go into a situation and not give some thought to, well, how can I build trust? How can I demonstrate mutual respect and ask for it in return? How can I show that I'm confident in who I am and in my subject matter so I can project that strong executive presence? The other things they plan and practice, right? They're going to plan and practice what they will say and what they will ask, and they will also consider how others will respond. Again, this is just, we're just breaking down preparation here and going to the next level of detail. That leaders with strong executive presence plan and practice all of it. How am I going to open? What am I going to, what am I going to ask to get people sort of engaged in conversation? If they respond with X or Y or Z, how do I, how am I going to be prepared to handle that? So please understand that when you see somebody who is so buttoned up and polished and so professional and projects a strong executive presence. I am telling you, I'm telling you, they are, they have practiced, they plan their approach. They've been thinking about what to say, what to ask and how to respond. And in those settings where executive presence is really critically important to the outcome of the meeting or the, the setting, whatever it may be, when the stakes are highest, Leaders with a strong executive presence really, really slow down and think critically about the moment. So it's not just sort of tactically planning how the conversation is going to go, but it's thinking about what are all the emotions going to be in the room? You know, what are we asking people to do as a result of this meeting, this interaction we're going to have? Let me just, let me just slow this down for a moment and think critically about, let me put myself in the chair of the audience and, and think about what are the ways in which we can ensure, guarantee even, the business outcome that we want from this team meeting or from this negotiation or from this presentation at sales kickoff or wherever. You're probably picking up on some common themes. Today I'm talking about executive presence, but I'm talking about planning and practice. I'm talking about critical thinking. I'm talking about thinking about others driving conclusions. Why? Because this is all interconnected. 
of the dozen or so episodes I've recorded so far, there are some common threads. Why is that? Because great leaders think about all of their different interactions, coaching interactions, uh, scenarios where they have to project a strong presence uh, when they're influencing others' behavior. There's definitely a way of thinking that consistently effective great leaders apply that separates them from average ones. So really the conversation today about executive presence might sound somewhat familiar to you and there may be concepts that repeat and I don't apologize for that. Instead, I really want you to recognize the connection between certain concepts and key principles that I've shared in other episodes and realize that they are connected. For now, let's just summarize and wrap up what we've talked about so far today about executive presence. First, in summary, leaders that demonstrate a strong executive presence are really thoughtful about what they project to others. That's the point. They're thinking about others in the room. They're not sort of self-centered and thinking about how do I look? It's how will I be received by others? Now they know that every interaction with others is an opportunity to model what good looks like, meaning they don't miss the opportunity to demonstrate what great looks like or to show what a strong executive presence appears to be. They know that every chance they get, they have to demonstrate that to others, especially for the people in their organizations who aspire to be leaders in the future. We also mentioned that there's kind of a simple framework. If you observe leaders who have a strong executive presence, they are driving certain conclusions about themselves among the others that they're meeting with, whether it's their team or clients or partners or cross-functional leaders that they apply this simple framework of confidence, trust, and respect. And how do they do that? They think about those things. They think about that framework, and then they, they plan with that framework, and they practice. Do they use those exact words, I'm going to project confidence and build trust and show respect? Maybe not, right? They may not be thinking about it that way, but in my observations, that's how I break it down. And remember, that the leaders with really strong executive presence, they do go out of their way. They invest time to practice. You're gonna laugh, but I've done the mirror thing more than once. I've recorded myself many times giving a presentation just to understand how do I look when I'm delivering this key point? Does that sound insane? Well, maybe it is a little bit, but I wanna make sure that I practice that. When the stakes are high, I slow things down and think, what do I need to do to be as effective and to demonstrate the strongest presence that I possibly can, because the outcome depends on it. I trust you'll be able to take away some ideas from today's episode and apply them, hopefully to your very next opportunity to project a strong executive presence. In upcoming episodes, the next round will be our interview shows. I've got some fantastic guests and not all the usual suspects, people that I've worked with that I've come to know over the years, who I just know to be great, and virtuous leaders. So until then, this is Matt McDarby, author and host of the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Bye-bye for now, we'll see you soon.